follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Everybody is entitled to their 15 minutes of fame. Now you'll get to hear some of those people share their wisdom and insight on the fame game on Voice America Kids. Now, here's your host, Maddie Rose. Welcome, everybody, to the Fame Game. I'm your host, Maddie Rose. Today, we are welcoming a very special guest. His name is Charlie Ellis, and he is actually the founder of Operation Enduring Gratitude. So thanks so much, Charlie, for coming on. Hey, thanks for having me in. Oh, of course. So to start off, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, about myself. I, I like to say about myself, I'm the worst my worst favorite subject. but Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. It's kind of ironic. Anyways, um, I'm an Arizona native, born and raised in uh, Phoenix. Uh, my mother still lives in the same house I grew up in, so that's kind of interesting to go say hi. Uh, joined the Arizona Army National Guard when I was 18. Uh, served there for six or eight years. I don't know anymore. I lose count. <laughs> Got out of that. Um, Got involved in the community, started helping out with some people, and then I re-enlisted back in the Guard 16 years later, which would have been November 3rd, 2011, and here I am today. Wonderful. And another thing I know about you, we don't like cold weather. No. <laughs> whoever's doing this needs to knock it off. I know. It is not the Arizona weather that we know. No, it's not. Nowhere near. <laughs> well, that's great, Charlie. And my other question is, what inspired you to found Operation Enduring Gratitude? I just think the whole idea is just so wonderful. Well, thanks for that. Um, Operation Enduring Gratitude came out of um, out of just a collection of events. Uh, like I said earlier, I re-enlisted into the Arizona Army National Guard in 2011, and I ran into an individual who was pretty much taking care of his whole family. A uh, large amount of people, and he was only 20, 22, something like that, just a kid. And um, so I started telling him about, well, do you know about these resources? Do you know about these neighborhood services and all this? And he's like, no, no, never heard of anything like that. And of course not. He's 20-ish, um, doesn't know anything about his communities or how to reach out for support. And at 20-something, we generally don't reach out for support because we think we can do it all and handle it all. Sure. And when you're in the military, they train you for that as well. So you're kind of double encouraged to do it on your own. And prior to my reenlistment, I had been serving with a group out in the West Valley called Maryville Revitalization Corporation. And so I've learned about these groups. I've learned about who can help you. This tax season's coming up. A uh, little plug here. If you go to the John F. Long Center off of 51st Avenue South of Indian School, they will do your taxes for you. Oh, that's great. Yeah, and so a lot of people need help. They don't know where to go. Uh, if they go to the little boutiques, they're going to charge them an arm and a leg to do their taxes, but there's free services. And so I'm kind of poking around, uh, doing our curbside appeal programs out there with the MRC. And with this issue of the veteran comes up, I ask a buddy of mine, I go, how come we don't do anything for veterans out here? And he goes, well, you haven't started it yet. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for that. <laughs> and so I started scratching my head and came up with a, a name for the foundation before the foundation was even a concept. I thought, well, we should just start something called Operation Enduring Gratitude. 
patted myself on the back, cool name, and that was the end of it for a while. Then we got asked to help out a lady from one of the local churches who needed some work done on her house, and one thing led to another, and that turned into an extreme home makeover. We put a new kitchen in her house, uh, rebuilt portions of her bathroom, put drywall up in her second bedroom, redid her flooring, put in new windows, new doors, painted the house. Uh, the whole nine. Yeah, it was <laughs> qu- quite the event. And uh, so as I was talking to my buddy about helping out with veterans, he called me back to his office and said, hey, um, we have a grant application here from Home Depot, and you want to help me fill it out? I go, I don't know what to do. He goes, tell me what you want to do. I said, oh, I want to do wheelchair ramps. He goes, puts pencil to paper and just starts writing down. I go, what are you doing? He goes, well, we're asking for money for wheelchair ramps. Yeah, okay. That sounds pretty simple. Like, sounds good. Okay. Yeah, so, <laughs> so away we go. We, we put in the application. Three months later, we get a congratulations and an envelope from Home Depot. Oh, very nice. And thus, the kickstart of the foundation. And so I started running around telling everybody, hey, we got money, we got money. Do you know any vets in need? And finally, somebody comes up to me and says, hey, can you help my buddy? And I asked him, well, wh- where does he live? And he started rattling off an address. I said, well, wait a minute. What's his zip code? Because the Home Depot grant was zip code specific. Mm, and so I could not take the money outside of the zip code. And when he told me the zip code was two digits off of where I could work, that became the thrust that said I got to do something more. And from there, I just did what I've learned. And I just go to my suppliers and say, hey, I got to help this veteran over here. Can you help me? It's like, yeah, what do you need? I go, I need cabinets. He goes, okay. I'm like, what do you mean, okay? He goes, tell me what you need. So I drew it up. He says, all right, I can have that ready for you tomorrow. I go, tomorrow? He goes, yeah, I can make a cabinet in five minutes. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. And so he produced about $6,000 in cabinets and countertops and that was one of the biggest motivators because now I know somebody who can do the cabinets for me. Started reaching out to other suppliers. So we got cabinets, countertops, and away we go. The foundation is booming, and I'm not looking back. I mean, that is just so great to hear, and it's very exciting that everything's working out in your favor and you're able to help so many veterans. And it's nice to know, right, that you have suppliers or people out in the community that are willing to help. And like you said, it's surprising to know that so many people don't even know that the resources are out there. And they're for their use, of course, but they're just not knowledgeable about it enough to be able to be like, hey, you know, I really need this. Right. And, and, you know, one of the funny things is when – when we start running around and we say, hey, we want to help people, they say, well, what do, we, what do you need? I said, well, that's a big, uh, big question with a wide Loaded answer. Loaded question. <laughs> right. And so what it comes down to is what can you provide? Don't, don't worry about my need. If Whatever your provision is, I'll find a place for it. And so I've learned if I can find your passion, I can find a purpose, and then I can put it to work. And the greatest return of effort that I got – where my suppliers supplying their material and their labor. And that, that sounds simple and it sounds like it makes sense, but it's easier to get a vendor. I shouldn't say easier. It's more efficient to get a vendor to come to the table and perform what he does for a living versus asking 80 people for 50 bucks. It's just more efficient use of time and effort, but we need the supplies as well as the money. Our mission uh, continues to grow. It keeps getting bigger and bigger, and 
what I tell people what, what we do is we build houses, not dog houses, people houses. And so our scope of work are enormous. Oh, of course. One of the projects we got going on up in a uh, little town north of Phoenix, the house burned down. Well, yeah, you were telling me about that. Yeah, it's so crazy. When, yeah, so when people say, well, what do you need? I go, well, I need a house. <laughs> well, like can, basically, you know, if you're going to ask me what's what I need. <laughs> I need walls, roofs, windows, paint. I mean, we've we've teamed up with another group up north, and the house currently stands with uh, all the framing is complete. Air conditioning has been installed. The electrical work is moving forward. It's not complete yet. Um, and most of the plumbing has started. So we still need roofing. We still need stucco. We need drywall. We need insulation. We need a lot still. So we're nowhere near done. So we're building houses. But, hey, it's a fantastic start. And like you said, at least you're you're able to provide those services and get that kickstart on building a home, which is, of course, what somebody wants to live in for the rest of their life, hopefully. Yeah. Or to settle down in. Well, you know, um, we've been asked, what happens if the vet wants to sell the house? Uh, you know, I said, you know, that's a great question. It's also a very fair question because the sweat equity that our volunteers and our suppliers are putting into the house – it matters. But at the end of the day, if you're doing it for the vet, it's his call. Now, fortunately for us on that topic, all the veterans that we're helping are in their 70s. They're not really upward mobile. They're not really heading for globetrotting status around the world. This is where they want to finish. And so for me, it's a personal pleasure. It's a joy. And pick whatever word you want. It's an honor above all to help these guys finish in this manner. Yes, and I, I love the idea. I haven't personally come into contact with an organization that does what you do. So when I first met with you, I was excited to be helping you out because this is just, you know, definitely spectacular to see that veterans are getting this because it's, again, not something that was out there before. And now they have this resource and it's just like everything's covered. <laughs> <laughs> Conceptually, everything's covered. Conceptually. Abs absolutely. And, you know, we're still well, well in our early uh, infancy stages, I like to tell people. Um, but we're doing it. Yeah. And that's important. Yeah. And I plan on continuing it. This will be my end game. Uh, I'll do this the rest of my life, God willing. And, um, yeah, it's fantastic. You, you wake up thinking about it. You go to sleep thinking about it. You're at work thinking about it. <laughs> hey, what are you thinking about? Uh, not this stuff. <laughs> You're <Yeah>. like lies. <laughs> yeah, I'm over here. Um, but, you know, earlier I made a statement about you tell me your passion, I'll find you a purpose on the project. And that really is instrumental because most people don't want to go to work every day and do the job that they do. The job facilitates a need for them, but it's not where their passion's I've at. I've heard of that before many and, times. And in construction, you can hit a brick wall eventually in construction. You get satisfied customers. You get unsatisfied customers. You're fighting with vendors. It's always a state of conflict at one degree or another. You're fighting with one entity here or there. But when we do the makeovers, everything's pleasurable. You're providing a need. Everybody's smiling. Everybody's doing what they love. It's just an awesome event to be a part of. So I love it. 
That's wonderful. And it's nice to have that feeling, though, like you said. It's just nobody wants to wake up and, you know, do something that they're not happy about. So when you can put pleasure into doing something, especially like volunteering for such a great cause like this, it's just nice to connect with the people, do something great. And at the end of the day, it's super rewarding for not only yourself, but, of course, for the people who are benefiting from it. Absolutely. And, you know, we... We're able to hit on a lot of, lot of issues all in one effort. A lot of people want to help people. They just don't know where to help. A lot of people want to help people that are needy. They just don't want to help the greedy. Um, and they love our vets. Typically, the people that come out and volunteer love the industry that they're in. They love their career path. They most likely don't like their current employment situation. So when they come out to work on the events, it restores their personal pleasure in what they do on a daily business. And so, I mean, it it works for everybody. Everybody who gets involved changes. Mm -hmm. And like you said, it's just taking something that they're passionate about and putting it to work, because why not? That's that's a perfect answer. Absolutely. So we're killing it. I love it. Awesome. Well, I'm super excited to be working with it. So with that being said, we do have to take a quick little break right now. Keep it right here. You're listening to The Fame Game. You're a responsible person, and you're trying to do everything you can to save the planet. But are you doing enough? We've got the right person to help you keep on thinking green. Mario Jr. is the host of Alive and Green. The show is all about green tips, staying environmentally friendly, and having fun while doing something great for our Mother Earth. You'll want to check out the show Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. If we all do our part now, it'll only mean a brighter and better future for us later. Bookworm is a show for the reader and those that should probably be reading a little more. We'll tackle the classics, the bestsellers, and the brand new works that you won't be able to put down. Your host will be combing the pages of them all and letting you know what needs to be in your personal library and what might be better reading for the bathroom. Tune into Bookworm, airing Thursdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. We promise that listening will be just like delving into a good book. Tune in to Dinosaur Detectives with Little Miss Dinosaur, Anna Dubois. We'll not only learn about dinosaurs, but also about fossils, ancient civilizations, and ask questions from paleontologists. You'll learn about science in general with an emphasis on paleontology and dinosaurs in general. Anna hopes that this show will start or increase your awareness and interest in the field of science. Dinosaur Detectives can be heard every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Kids channel. You're tuned in to Maddie Rose and the Fame Game on the Voice America Kids channel. Now, let's get back to our show. Welcome back, everybody, to the Fame Game. I'm your host, Maddie Rose. We're back with Charlie Ellis of Operation Enduring Gratitude. So we had a very wonderful first segment talking about the organization, what it does, what it likes to do, and how you can help a little bit. So, Charlie, my next question for you is let's talk about your motto. It's veterans serving veterans by rebuilding homes and lives. Why does that sound so powerful? Well, we, you know, we poured a, a wheelchair ramp for a gentleman named Danny a couple months ago. And when we were done, Danny, he's, you know, he's a Vietnam veteran. 
he is suffering from uh, Agent Orange poisoning, so eventually he's going to lose all his mobility. <coughs> when that happens, the wheelchair ramp that we provided, and we provided that through the efforts of Grand Canyon University's ROTC cadets. And um, when we were done, Danny, Danny hit on that emotional thing, and he... I mean, when you have a 68, 70-year-old veteran who's borderline crying and you got all these young college kids, they're borderline crying. I'm like, well, I'm not going to cry. <laughs> of course not. And the last thing Danny said to me that day is, you guys take care of yourselves. I'm like, okay. He goes, no, I mean it. The veterans are the only ones taking care of veterans. I'm like, you know what? That There's a lot of truth to that. It's not pure truth, obviously, but... The, the purity of the statement is significant. And, you know, he's holding out his shirt because I got a bunch of the T-shirts made out. And veteran serving veteran was a term I coined early on because everybody involved in my foundation at the time are veterans. We now have a ton of people who are non-military veterans, but their husbands or wives or their children, uh, they're just directly related to veterans. So... We, we've obviously expanded our volunteer base. But there, when Danny said the veterans need to take care of each other, he wasn't off. He was not off by much. I uh, went to see a concert a long time ago, and at the end of the concert, uh, it was a Trace Atkins concert, and Tra- Trace had told everybody, he goes, you guys take care of yourselves. I'm like, okay, you know, not to us personally, but from the microphone, the whole stage. How coincidental. Right. <laughs> You're like, hello, is this a message? <laughs> exactly. And so, and then he goes, no, I mean it. If you don't take care of yourselves, nobody else will. I'm like, all right. These bells are ringing pretty loud now. And so the reality is, is we'll get more support by conscious effort out of our veteran community than we will from our non-veteran community. But even our non-veteran communities in love with our vets and our current military. So when I say veterans serving veterans by rebuilding homes and lives, uh, you know, all those words work together nicely. Mm-hmm. And so I'm really stunned that that thought came out of my head <laughs> of all people. But, um, you know, we do the home makeovers as the crown jewel of our efforts. And so when I say rebuilding homes, that's obviously the, the makeovers. But the rebuilding of lives, there's a whole lot of other stuff that we do as well. And that's the great part about it, too, because like you said, it's just trying to do even the little things and leading up to the big things that truly make the lasting impact to them. And they appreciate everything that you can give them and all the assistance and help. And like you said, it's it's a great idea, though, for veterans to take care of veterans because they know specifically, too, firsthand experience-wise, like, you know, maybe this is the type of assistant that I would have liked yeah. at one time or another. Yeah, and, you know, it, it'll take years for this thought to become a core of reality of what we do. But I had a, one of my veterans is a former Marine, and he served six, six deployments in Afghanistan and Iraq. And with his mission, he was a light-armored recon and these are the guys who kick in the doors so they're very physical in their combat very up close inside not 
shooting, you know, we see the old movies where they're shooting from one building to the other. These guys are running around inside the building shooting, so their combat levels very significant. And when I got him involved in the first makeover for the lady from church, you can see him mentally processing everything that's going on. And when we were talking one night, um, he goes, you know what? Her house is in worse case than the houses we kick doors in. He goes, that's just not right. I said, yeah, I know. Many years ago when I used to go to a a church up in North Phoenix, we would take a tour uh, or a tour. We'd take a van and go down to Mexico and help out with some of the churches down there, rebuilding houses down in Ala Prieta. And now I tell people I don't have to go south of the I-10. And with what we do and, and what I've seen in the veterans that come out and help us, you can see thought process in their heads. And as Americans, what we generally do is we help people. Now, when we have to take that mindset of helping people and put them into a combat zone, the help becomes a different form of help, which involves destruction that leads to help. And so there's a mental journey that these individuals have to go through. So in my little nutshell up here in my head, when I see our veterans come out to work on these houses, I see the core of their values and their beliefs being applied to the way they grew up, the American ideology, the the core values of America. And it helps with their mental processes that they're dealing with when they come back from the combat zones. Mm-hmm. And it's, an, like you said, another great way to get them involved. And, of course, there's benefits all around. So it's a, a lovely cause to be a part of and then also, you know, a great organization to be attached to. Yeah, everybody wins. Oh, yes, for sure. And so my next question for you is, why do you feel in general that supporting our military and their families is a crucial responsibility that we have to uphold? Well, there's a, um, there's a gentleman in town that I run around with. His name's Gordon Brown. And he's the founder of uh, Team Veteran, and Gordon has coined the term, the first cost of freedom is, is supporting our veterans. And everybody loves to say America is the land of the, home, or land of the free, home of the brave, and everybody wants that mantra. So if that's true, well, let's get out there and do it. And George Washington once said, the value of our, of our future military the youth of America will look at the military as an option based on how we currently treat our veterans. And if we're not treating our veterans well, why do I want to become one? Makes sense. <clears throat> so it's, it is significant. So we have to support our veterans. Um, and it's a, it's a rough topic for a lot of people. I hear people say, well, you know, you volunteered, you chose to do that, so why are you, why are you crying on my shoulder? I said, well, probably because somebody died so you can have a shoulder to cry on. Mm-hmm. Very and true. so, you know, if – and I don't – I don't fault anybody for not joining up with us. You know, every once again, we're back to that passion thing. If you have a passion for flowers, go plant flowers. There's, mm-hmm. there's no shame in that. Do it. If you have a passion for – Flying planes, go fly planes. Whatever your passion is, if you follow your passions and do them and do them to the best of your building, you will affect lives no matter what environment you're in. My passion has always been construction. 
my secondary passion has always been the military. I have the unique luxury of pulling two of them together into one environment, and how I'm lucky enough to be that guy is it's 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 beyond my comprehension. There's so many people out there that are better qualified to do this than me, but they're not. Mm-hmm. So, well, hey, it worked out very well. Oh, I love it. I'm I'm glad they didn't do anything. Oh yeah, you're like this is my thing. <laughs> Get out of here! <laughs> you know, I got this. That's awesome. Well, what do you consider overall a unique aspect of your organization in comparison to others? If you could just pinpoint one thing off the top of your head. Uh, the, one of the most unique things, I think, uh, will be um, our community-centered efforts. With what I do, I mean, I, I really could if I was a good writer... I really think we put the, put the the request down in form. Hi, my name is so and so. We want you to join us. And I really think that can be done. And I think it can be done well. I don't think it's a great way to do things. Mm-hmm. Um, without the community involvement, there's nothing. I mean, the corporations can write checks. Great. Here's our little conscience money. Here's our little benevolence fund or our our charitable budget allowance. But I think when we start doing this the way we're doing it, and it's a very slow process of what I'm doing, I start meeting people like yourself and your mom. I start meeting people in other positions. I now have a forum where people want to talk to me, which... You're like, hey, hey, okay. (laughs) People like me. (laughs) People like me. And by making the community strength uh, or the community effort the core of our strength... I think that's what makes us unique. So we're going to continue down that road. And by doing that, that will inspire hundreds, if not thousands of people to find their own passion and go the right, wherever they need, their, wherever their passions takes them, they need to go. Uh, if they want to camp out in our camp for a month or two or a year or two, jump in. It's like the military. We've been around for, well, the National Guard, which is my background, has been around for 400 years. The Army's only been around for a little over 200 high. <laughs> but most people only enlist for three, four, five, six years. Sure. So come in, hang out for a couple of years, find your passion, and then move on. Let's, but in the meantime, let's get dirty. Mm-hmm. Let's build things. Why not? It's a good thing to do. Heck yeah. <laughs> I'm loving it. That's awesome. Well, with that being said, we have some more questions for you, but we'll wait until the next segment. All right. Yes. So for now, let's take a quick little break. Keep it right here. You're listening to The Fame Game. What do you want to do? Are you interested in the performing arts? If so, make sure you tune in to the Angel and Harmony Show. Angel and Harmony have experience singing, acting, and performing in general and want to help you live out your dreams of the future. Whether you are interested in acting, modeling, dancing, or singing, this is the show for you. We'll even give you the scoop on being behind the scenes if you're a little shy. The Angel and Harmony Show is heard live every Thursday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. What's cooking? Join Kid Chef Eliana for Cool Kids Cook. 
Eliana is one of the youngest published cookbook authors and will show you that there are all kinds of goodness in food beyond the chicken nuggets and fries. On our show, we'll discover cuisine from around the world, learn some great cooking techniques, speak with some of the world's top chefs, and share recipes. Kid Chef Eliana is here for you on Cool Kids Cook every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. Bon appetit! Looking for an on-air community where teens talk and the world listens? Tune in to Express Yourself, an entertaining adolescent fusion radio program where passion and possibility populate the airwaves. Our vivacious teen hosts and star-studded field reporters from around the country offer stimulating segments and invigorating viewpoints connecting with the world campus of young people. We'll talk with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with experience. Tuesdays at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Kids. Express yourself. You're tuned in to Maddie Rose and the Fame Game on the Voice America Kids channel. Now, let's get back to our show. Welcome back, everybody, to the Fame Game. I'm Maddie Rose, as you know, with Charlie Ellis of Operation Enduring Gratitude. So we're having some really good conversation here. I mean, I'm loving it because you are getting to know more about Operation Enduring Gratitude, and hopefully it's sparking some interest in you to get out there in the community and help our veterans. But, Charlie... The next thing I want to talk to you about is some of these projects that you've been able to complete because what you're doing, like I said, is just an amazing thing and is so commendable and it takes time and effort and I'm pretty sure sleepless nights at some points. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So tell us some of the projects that you've been able to complete recently. Um, You know, let's definitely do a lot of that. Um, But what I want to do prior to that is is point out the urgency. Mm-hmm. And some of the, some of our projects, we just have time. Got it. You know, when we're, we're gearing up in July of this year uh, to do a bunch of wheelchair ramps. That's down the road. They're wheelchair ramps. Obviously, people are in need, and it will improve their, their quality of life, but it's not a sustenance need. You know, they just fight with their do- front door getting in and out of their house. Um, the last April... April 19th, uh, we sent a crew of volunteers out to a small town in the southeast side of the Valley of the Sun called Santan Valley to help a gentleman named Ron Purvis. And he lived in a single-wide mobile home, big, large lot, two and a half acres and whatever. His need was brought to our attention by one of the Pinal County uh, code enforcement officers who Somebody called her up and told her, hey, there's a problem with this guy's house. You guys need to go out there and fix it. When she showed up, her heart broke, as, as most people will when they find our veterans in need. And so she responded accordingly, and she reached out to us. We sent a crew out there to help clean up the house. And, you know, it was a mobile home that burned down. And for most people who don't know, uh, on mobile homes, they're almost impossible to insure when you do get it insured, the payments are extremely high, and there's no money in it. If the house burns down, they don't have replacement value like most houses. They just have recovery value. And, um, well, Ron's house burned down, and I was doing what I could to try and find him a home, reached out to my resources and some of our other uh, network guys, and we were not able to find a home for him. Uh, Ron passed away this last October, 
And so when I say the sense of urgency, here we have a veteran whose house burned down. He's living in an RV in his backyard, waiting for us to find him a trailer that twenty, thirty thousand dollars. If we have people out there that spend that on cars, on house, and you know, God bless them for their prosperity. I'm not doing the guilt thing. Hey, you spent that on that. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing that, but I'm just saying that needs can easily be met on some levels. Some levels are obviously more extreme, and so. That is, um, that's a project I'll never forget because we failed. Um, we failed to get there in time. But as with all things in my world, my optimism, that is now my new motivator. Up north, we have uh, the Terry Project, same thing, mobile home, 70-year-old veteran. That house burned down. So now there's a little more pep in my step trying to find a trailer for this guy. And we just keep knocking on doors. But... The number one project we did last year is the Judd Project, which was a total makeover, which constituted um, roofings, drywall, paint, plumbing, electric, flooring, furniture, kitchen, bathroom, two bathrooms, everything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And if you go to our website, you can see all the pictures. And if it doesn't break your heart, you have none. You don't have a heart to be broken. And, you know, and I've, I've heard the criticisms, well, how do you get like this? And how, who cares? How'd you get like you got? Something needs to be done about it. Right. And, you know, no matter what position you're at in life, there's always somebody doing better than you who can criticize you for where you're at. What do you mean you only have two houses? Pfft, I got eight. What's your problem? You know, people, it's just human nature to always think we're better than somebody else. And what I try and instill into my volunteers, which is not hard because it's the core of who they are, is that we just help. Just just help. Mm-hmm. Go out and have a good time. Uh, we feed our volunteers extremely well. When you come out, I guarantee you will lose weight. You won't. <laughs> and um, we will feed you very well, so... Uh, the Judd project took a little over a year and some change, probably about 14 months. Wow. And it was an intensely long project. And that was my very first home makeover. Uh, we put over $60,000 into that house with volunteer labor, in-kind donations, making community relationships, uh, had city councilmen call and say, hey, what's going on? How can we help? And, uh... That's so great. Yeah. It's definitely not like HGTV, though, where it's like, you know, we did this home in like three months. You're like, this is a long process. Yeah. It takes a lot of time and effort and a lot of willpower to yeah. do it. Well, when you when you have cameras on it and you have network exposure, you also have network advertisers. Mm-hmm. And makes the job a little easier. Yeah. You know, yeah. when Solomon said money answers all questions. Yeah. Um, the question is, is, what do you need? I need money. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I like the slow grind. It's a grassroots organization. It is. It is. We're, we're starting from nothing, just from an idea. When we got the Home Depot grant, my friend and I, we walked around the neighborhoods with applications, knocking on doors and handing out applications. Hey, you want a ramp? Hey, we have money for you. You want some? And we only got one guy responded. 
That's crazy. Yeah. So right? I, like when you're you're out there trying to scout people, like, hey, I have this, these resources. Do you need help? Because I can help you. And yeah. then nobody responds. Yeah, and that's the jaded aspect of, of a lot of people. What do you want? What do you mean you're going you're gonna to give me what? Why? How come? What's in, what do I got to do to get that? You know, people, exactly. People are somewhat resistant. So I'm in a mindset this year to develop the reputation of the foundation. So if someday you wake up and you see a flyer on your front door saying Operation Enduring Gratitude wants to help out your family if you are a veteran in need, you're not thinking, well, who are this these is guys? A yeah, yeah, not well, at all. I don't want to call these guys. It's like the clearinghouse letter in the mail. You've won $5 million. All you have to do is give us $24 a month. You're like, what? <laughs> I thought I won. How come I'm losing? <laughs> so the homemaker was my personal best. Uh, we've poured three wheelchair ramps. And we supplied exterior windows to a veteran who says that he just can't afford the windows, but he's completely able to do the work. So we just went out and bought them. Dropped them off and drove away. I'm like, all oh, right, on. I like this part. <laughs> that one was easy. That was the easiest one. And um, let's see here. What else have we done? We've got the two projects up north. Uh, I've got another full project down in the Maryville area. That that one I want to try and coordinate that one a lot better than the others. Because one of the things I've done, I just charge into the projects and then try and find the resources as as I move along. On this one, I want to find all the resources. Before going into it. Yeah. We, we like to call that the maturing process of the, the foundation. maturing process. <laughs> yeah, because the military mindset is just run in there and do it. Yeah. Just go. Go go now. Go fast. And that's understandable. But, hey, you have a game plan, so that's what's important, and you're able to follow through with that, too. And, I mean, alongside everything that you're doing, why I think it's so commendable is, especially this week, I've been seeing it all over, like, social media, and it's like, hello, blinking lights. Like, the best way of giving is by giving your time. Yeah. It, like, literally, if you want to give in some way, there's an organization out there such as Operation Enduring Gratitude that can use your volunteerism or can use your helping hand or maybe a connection that you have to further their vision or mission. Yeah, it's, it's, it will always come down to relationships. Um, there are organizations, and I was just out with some friends the other night talking about some of the stuff that I want to do this year, and there's national organizations that will mail you out one of their T-shirts, one of their hats, one of their blankets or whatever that you haven't asked for, and they'll send an envelope with that and say, hey, how about sending us back some money? Like, there's no relationship there. And... Um, you know, I tell people America would not be what it is without its national charitable organizations. Red Cross is one of the greatest ones in the history of mankind. Um, we have natural disasters that will happen around the world. They're the first responders, and they can move time, talent, and treasure into one, one environment with one phone call. So they're fantastic. But when it comes to our veteran community, because they're individuals, there's not a lot of large-based environments where a guy can say, you know what, I just I just need a wheelchair ramp. Can you help me? They're like, boom, done. Yeah. It's not as easy. And so there's some national organizations, veteran-based veteran and such, that people are mailing hundreds of millions of dollars to these guys, and they're being absorbed into building funds, 
building fees. Ad, ad, you know, and I don't have a big issue with the admin aspect of it. These guys are moving mountains, and they should be compensated well for it. But, you know, and I've heard numbers, and I don't – I try not to go look at them. I don't think I've ever actually seen them. I did try to go look at it once, but their 990 forms were enormous. So I'm like, ugh. You're like, nah, it's okay. <laughs> nah, just leave it alone because I'm certain somewhere in my my history of, of Operation Enduring Gratitude, somebody's going to say, well, why is he getting that much? It, it, people just by their critical natures are always going to complain about one thing or another. But I started telling people when I go out and make my public presentations that with the city of Phoenix is the sixth largest city in the nation. There is no reason we can't take care of our own veterans. It's true. We should not have to send our money back to New York. And I don't know why I picked New York. Probably just because it's New York, get a rope. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's no reason we should take a $100 bill from Phoenix, mail it to New York, have New York scratch off their top of their admin side of it, and then send the balance down to New Mexico to take care of veterans over there. If that veteran in New Mexico has no other resources other than the national guys, then God bless them. Go. Go get the help where you can get it. But... For me, Phoenix should be able to take care of our own veterans. There's a will, there's a way. And now there's a vision. Mm-hmm. And, and that's exactly and that's what you need. the only thing that's been missing is why can't we take care of our own veterans? Mm-hmm. And 1.4 million people, if everybody, in the sound of my voice, will mail in 29.95, you know the story. Um, <laughs> yes. That's $30 million a year. At $100,000 a project, I can do a ton of houses. I can build everybody a house. <laughs> Seriously. But it, it can be a simple numbers game, mm-hmm. which eventually runs out, burns out, and there's no passion. Then you're just a machine. Mm-hmm. I would rather say, hey, here's, this, here's some leather gloves and some eye protection. Get out there and swing a hammer. And because we benefit the veteran, which is our primary target, and our secondary target is we're benefiting the volunteer. So everybody's lives are being changed. So I like that route better. It's, mm-hmm. it's painfully slow. Oh, my God. But painful. it's so worth it. Yeah. The, the value of it's much more enduring. Yes. So Operation Enduring Gratitude. There you go. Oh, plug. Right? <laughs> it's perfect. Well, yes, I think it's wonderful, again, what you're doing. And the fact that we can get so many people involved with it is, you yeah. know, an enormous triumph. Yeah, it really is. And it's kind of ironic that it's me at the helm. you're like yes (laughs) all right very cool yeah well with that being said it's time for another break i know all right break break. i know it's just it comes so quick time flies (laughs) (laughs) all right all right guys keep it right here you're listening to the fame game They say you can't change the weather, but we already have. And if we've changed it for the worse, let's change it for the better. Tune in to The Climate Opportunity, a two-hour special hosted by Beth Green and Dr. Grant Dean. Expert guests, Professor Scott Denning, Chef Laura Steck, video journalist Peter Sinclair, and Kelsey Wirth of Women Out Front will share how we can improve our lives while improving our weather. Listen on Inside Out Radio, Tuesday, November 11th, starting at 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Presented by Inside Out Radio and Voice America. What does indie mean? It's short for independent. What does that mean? Whatever you want it to mean. When you are indie, you don't just go with the flow. You set the pace. Indie can mean a style of music, dress, or just a way of life. 
It's what sets you apart from the rest of the crowd. Everybody has a little bit of indie in them. It's beautiful. It's cool. It's you. Tune in to Indie on Voice America Kids, live every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time. If you don't feel indie yet, make it a part of you. Our voices need to be heard. Tune in every week for Women Investing in Women and Girls. This is a groundbreaking program that spotlights global issues from the perspectives of young women and teens. Our program is aimed at young listeners in general, including young men who wish to be engaged in our global dialogues. Come join us every Friday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time for Women Investing in Women and Girls and follow the global economic revolution on the Voice America Kids channel. If the financial markets interest you, if you want to potentially earn a higher return, if you're not satisfied with your investment returns, or if you're only making 1% on your investments sitting in the bank, do you see the stock market hitting record highs but feel you have no one to trust? Voice America's own Jordan Kimmel, the host of Magnet Investing for over seven years, is applying his strategies of magnet investing and is managing individual accounts. Jordan Kimmel has joined InvestView, the Red Bank, New Jersey investment education and asset management firm and his team can help you. Contact Jordan and the team at InvestView at 732-380-7271 or by email at jkimmel at investview.com. If you would like a complimentary portfolio review or to speak to a representative, Call us. Past performance of investments are not indicative of future results. Investing is inherently risky. All recommendations should be researched by the investor. Call InvestView at 732-380-7271. That's 732-380-7271. You're tuned in to Maddie Rose and the Fame Game on the Voice America Kids channel. Now, let's get back to our show. Welcome back, everybody, to the Fame Game. We're in our final segment talking about Operation Enduring Gratitude. I know. You love it. So do I. And so, Charlie, my next question for you, I kind of want to get a little bit more into, again, the vision, as we know, is a very important aspect of all organizations, especially this one that we're talking about right now. But where would you ultimately like to see Operation Enduring Gratitude in the next five years? Next five years, Operation Enduring Gratitude will be the most recognized veteran home makeover foundation in the state of Arizona. Well, I ran out of wind on that one. (laughs) Um, And what I mean by recognized, I don't mean we'll have the most money or anything like that. But we will become the recognizable group. Uh, we'll have volunteers from all our projects walking around wearing T-shirts and the such, Facebook posts, all the social media stuff. But there are a lot of charities out there that when you hear the name of the foundation, you go, oh, what do they do? I wanted people to hear when, when somebody's out saying, hey, what would you do last week? And, oh, we went out and helped Operation Enduring Gratitude. Oh, I heard about those guys. That's what I want to hear. Mm-hmm. I want, that's so cool. I want to do it too. <laughs> yeah. And when people recognize that, they will know that that's the group that helps the veterans do the home makeovers. Absolutely. And that's, it sounds cool. Sounds easy. Just just know who we are. Yeah, anybody knows that anybody in business spends tons of money on marketing just so you recognize Pepsi or Coke or wh- whatever it is. And we because we're a nonprofit, we don't spend anything on advertising. Mm-hmm. Uh, eventually, we probably will, and there's a maturing side to that. But for now, it's just 
grassroots, groundbreaking, backbreaking effort. Mm-hmm. And we're doing it as, as strong as we can. So, yeah, five years from now, the most recognized veteran nonprofit home makeover uh, business, if you will, in the state of Arizona. I love it. It's a vision. It's a goal. And it's obtainable. Yes. And that's just it. A lot of people, I think, set their goal. I want to be the richest man in America. Well, go have that Good conversation luck. with Bill. <laughs> go talk to Bill Gates about your goals and let's see what you can do about that. Um, but the neat part about the vision is it's a vision based on service. It's not a vision based on self or self goals. It's about how can I help more people. 660,000 veterans in the state of Arizona. That's a lot. Yeah. And there's no reason we can't help them all. Mm-hmm. Not everybody needs help. Some of them just need a cup of coffee. Some people just need to talk. I've had people call me from Iowa. Iowa? Yeah. All right. Of all places. <laughs> ask me if I know anybody in Iowa who, who can help her. Awesome. I'm like, You're like, where did you find me? Well, in Facebook, of course. So, yeah. I mean, we, we utilize all the free resources possible. And uh, it's funny. I tell people I'm like a 14-year-old girl on Facebook. And this lady goes, well, if you were a 14-year-old girl, you'd be on Pinterest. I'm like, God oh, dang it. All right, I got to go to Pinterest now. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, but, you know, it broke my heart when, when a lady from Iowa calls a foundation in Arizona and saying, I need help. Where do I go? That means that there is nothing over there. Yeah. Or the ones that are there are, are just sitting there going, mm-hmm. all right, we can help you. You come find us. I don't want to be that guy. No. I want everybody to know that if you have a household issue... Uh, we can help you out. And so eventually we will we will become the maintenance crew where we have five or six handyman on board who, and we'll set it up all in regions. You know, you have your Scottsdale, your Peorias, and your Phoenix and such. Because as a contractor, once again, we go all the way back to the early stages where the constant fight and the frustration, and we all go into it knowing that, so nobody's surprised by that. But for Jimmy's handyman services, Hey, Jimmy, this is Charlie with Operation Enduring Gratitude. Oh, hey, how you doing? Um, hey, we got this lady who needs a door doorknob put in. All right, what's her address? Done. Done. That's the little things that I want to do. And it'll take time. It'll take time building this system, but we're going to do it. There's no two ways about it. Very great. Yeah. Well, my next question for you then is how can others help you? Because I know that... You know, being a 501c3 organization, volunteers, volunteers, volunteers are always needed. Yeah. A um, couple ways. Uh, obviously, the website, operationenduringgratitude.org. Uh, you'll find out everything that we're doing on that. Not only that, but you'll find our communication points. You'll find our Facebook or Twitter accounts. And I tell people, I said, you know, if you can find my website, you can help us. Uh, obviously money is king, money answers all things, but in that sense, if you don't have any money, you know people who do. And even if you don't know people who do, there's people who know you that do that you don't know they do. There's a lot of do's and don'ts in that statement. Mm-hmm. Just repost our, our pages, comment on everything we do, and just help us get the word out. Um, like them or love them, uh, right now with the presidential candidates going on, <clears throat> we got one guy beating the daylights out of everybody who's spending no money because the social media systems are working. That's what we need. If you have relationships with local TV stations, if you can make uh, arrangements for us to get an interview, that's worth thousands of dollars. And 
takes a phone call. Mm-hmm. Call up the station director, say, hey, I know this guy, blah, 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 and give them the story, see if they're interested. Those ways. But the website, there's donation links on there. Um, we did a food, food drive a little while ago, so there's a link on that site where you can send money to our local food bank. Uh, we're gearing up to start our own radio show, so there's a link there. You can put a little money in there to help with that. And then there's obviously the crowdfunding links. So you can do that. You can sign up with your contact information, phone number, email address. We have a text message service that we use when we mobilize our volunteer base. It's just simply the fastest way. I know it drives everybody nuts because (laughs) I'm on a massive learning curve with that system. And so I'll just start sending out text messages and just practicing with the system. And it's funny. It drives people nuts. But if they know me, and most of them do, they understand what's going on. So, yeah, there's, it's not hard. Let's go to the website, sign up, do something, post it, share it, post it, share whatever you got to do. It's easy. Got it. Well, I'll definitely encourage everyone to do that because, as you know, I'm very supportive of all of your efforts. And so that being said, please visit OperationEnduringGratitude.org. That's your link for absolutely everything that you could ever imagine, as Charlie noted. Right. So everybody, please visit it. Tell your friends. Tell your family members. Tell people that you don't know. Whoever it is, just got to do it. Tell the the world. Tell the the world. (laughs) That's great. Well, thank you so much, Charlie. I appreciate it for you to come on such early in the morning to have an interview with me and talk about Operation Enduring Gratitude. And, of course, thank you for your service. I do Uh, appreciate it. You are very, very welcome, and thank you for your family service. So we're going to work together a lot. Yes, looking forward to it. Hope you got your running shoes on. I got them. They're (laughs) Nike. We're good to go. Right. Awesome. Well, with that being said, everyone, I hope you enjoyed today's show, and I'll see you guys next week. Thank you again for listening to The Fame Game on the Voice America Kids channel. Be sure to join Maddie Rose again next week for another great show. what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN.